My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today, and I'm so excited to introduce you to Lucas Root. He is a seasoned CEO, founder, and business coach, you guys. He understands the real power of community and how to leverage leverage it and achieve your goals. As a skilled consultant and community coach, Lucas has spent years studying, documenting, and mastering the dynamics of community development. He's super committed to helping his clients build and thrive, uh, build a thriving community themselves. So guys, welcome to the show, Lucas Root. How's it going, Lucas? Thanks so much for coming on today. Thank you, Rhett. It's great to have or to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Lucas has been, you know, in meetings all day, you guys, just like myself. So it's the end of the day. And if we get a little tongue tied, we're just going to roll with it. Okay. I'm, I'm good with that. Let's roll with it. <laughs> awesome. I also just wanted to mention to my audience here, Lucas, that you are also the host of your own show elements of community podcast. And we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later, but I think this is a great uh, place to start off with, you know, filling in the gaps. I know I kept my intro quite brief, but if you want to talk about how you got to where you are today a little bit, uh, I would love to share that with my audience. Sure. Thank you. Um, I did uh, 17 years on Wall Street. I, I say that kind of like doing time because it kind of like is doing time. <laughs> um, I was in mergers and acquisitions. I was the uh, operation strategy sort of behind the bankers who, who figure out what company was going to be put together. Um, and it, it turned into a really powerful skill set because I was building out my skills as a strategist while other people were helping me figure out how to get great at that. And I did get great at it. Um, eight years ago, I launched my consulting company. Uh, and for those of you who don't see the video, I have a whole bunch of Pokemon sitting on my bookshelf over my shoulder. Um, the Pokemon company hired me as my first client, and I'm still with them eight years later, um, doing business strategy consulting with them. It has been an amazing ride. Um, over the course of my experience with Pokemon, I started to realize the way that they were interacting with the world was something different from what I'd experienced in Wall Street. And that's when I started really sort of building my interest and then building out the language around community. Um, five years ago, I started to realize that uh, like so many other things in the world, we sort of approach the world from a two-legged perspective. And in this case, we probably should have a three-legged perspective. And here's what I mean by that. Um, we build internal strength. That's one leg. And I love internal strength. I love to be a powerful man. We build economic strength, that's two legs. And most people stop there. So we're inherently unstable because we have internal strength and economic strength. You know, maybe we make a bunch of money and we go to the gym or something like that. But let me tell you from personal experience, you can be knocked off those two legs. The third leg to that equation is community, community strength. Interesting. So those three legs are what you learned from, you know, working with Pokemon. Yeah. And, you know, being a human and studying yeah. the world and. Right. 
Love it. Well, thank you so much for diving in a little bit deeper there, Lucas. Now, we have some incredible to- topics that are going to really relate to those listening because, you know, as entrepreneurs, we know how important community is, right? So, Lucas, you know all about this kind of stuff, and this is your jam. So, I'm going to go ahead and let you dive in deep to community blueprint, you know, exploring the impact. Let's talk about that, and then we'll, we'll, we'll have a conversation around all around community today. Yeah, thank you. Um, so one of the things I love the most is when anybody, me included, comes up with a product. And immediately after 15 people, 20 people, 50 people, 100 people raise their hand and they're like, me, 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 I want that, give it to me. Or sell it to me, ideally. Um, what I call those people are early adopters. Now, you get early adopters and they buy from you, but what could happen immediately after they buy from you? You could engage with them. Now they're not just early adopters. Now they're early adopters who start to kind of like you, maybe even love you a little. Engage with them some more and they become almost like disciples. They become your best sales force. Engage with them some more and they'll never stop. Those first 100, 200, 500 customers, they'll be your best salespeople forever. They'll never go away. And all you have to do is continue to engage with them, ask them questions. What's interesting? What's working? What are you seeing in the world relative to my product? How can I engage with you better? It's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, really, really. That engagement alone, right, is huge. So what about, and I know this sometimes happens where, you know, we have a community and, you know, we're engaged or engaged and then we suddenly stop and we maybe have all our focus on another area of the business. And, you know, what is the best way to handle that? You know, cause we don't want to lose those relationships with the community. Um, tell me your thoughts behind that. Hmm. Um, people understand uh, humans are humans. It's part of the deal. We, we, we do something for a little while. We go on vacation. Maybe we come back mm-hmm. and we, we, we want to do something again. The, the customers that you're engaging with, they understand that you're human too. And you're going to work on something for a little while and then change your focus. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. okay. What's not okay is if you don't tell them. There we go. That's huge. That's key. Yep. Come back. Don't. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. You got don't it. just disappear. And, you know, I know that, you know, I've seen this many times where you just, there's people who disappear or avoid. And I feel like if we were just open and honest with our community, there's going to be so much understanding. Everyone can relate to this too, right? Like this is human. Like you mentioned human nature, we have other things going on. Right. And, uh, just being open about it. Right. Yeah. We have, we have other products we want to build in service to those very people that you might be spending less time engaging with. We, We have, we have family, we have you know, experiences that we want to go live out in the world. Why are we entrepreneurs? It's not to build products all day. Hundred percent. What we do so that we can go spend two months in France. <laughs> there we go. Bingo. Now, Lucas, let's talk about, you know, um, building those bridges and fostering change within, you know, the power of the community and everything like that. Yeah. Um, community is amazing. It's a, it's like I said, it's that third leg force. It, it creates stability for you. It gives you feedback. It gives you an opportunity to have somebody that you're serving and they'll be serving you right back. Now, um, 
what's cool about that, I like to talk about the human animal. Um, we have eyes in the front of our head. So we are very literally not built to look behind us. We can't see what's coming from behind us. We can't see what's coming from our sides. When you have a really powerful community, you've got a whole bunch of people that are looking to your left and to your right and behind you all the time. And they want nothing more than to tell you what's coming. 100%. You're right. Can you dive even deeper into that, Lucas? Yeah. Um, it's, it's one of my favorite things. <laughs> these, these people that, that are involved in your growth, they're involved in the growth of your product and helping you bring a better product to market all the time, they care. They care because you care about them. You've engaged with them. You've asked them what their thoughts are. You've built a better product so that they can have that better product, which is what they want. You've built a better service so they can have that better service, which is what they want. As they see the market changing, they're going to give you that feedback. Now, they might give you that feedback in a lot of different ways, and some of it might not be fun. They might be coming to you and saying something like, your product sucks now. It's not fun mm -hmm. to hear that, trust me. But it is market feedback. It's market feedback from people who care enough to say something. A hundred percent. And we need to take that in too, right? Yeah. Um, and some of the other ones, instead of saying your product sucks now, they're going to call you up and they're going to say, hey, your competitor is offering this. You should upgrade. And trust me, when your best customers are calling you and telling you that, you should upgrade. They mm -hmm. might call you up and say, I see a shift in the market. Here's a new opportunity for you to sell your product into a new market. Oh right. my God, I love those people. Mm. Send them. No kidding. <laughs> yes. Start by sending them, show your appreciation, right? Too. I, I love it. So with that being said, harnessing the power of the community, how do you go all in on that? Um, the first thing is start engaging. Um, and most people don't even know how to do that because when you start building your product, your product probably isn't a Slack channel. Mm -hmm. So start by engaging in any way you possibly can. Set up an email list, set up a Twitter account, set up a Slack channel. Um, look into the different technologies that are out there that allow you to talk about the way that you are building out your product and why that came from the customers so that people are actually going to see, wait a minute, I came up with that idea. And there they are actually working on it in four months. That's amazing. And the more transparent that you can be with the process and why. Now, here's the thing. When you say why the, you're making changes and it's not in relation to community feedback, well, people are going to ask questions about that. And those aren't bad questions. It's not bad for you to be leading the market, but be prepared for the questions. 100%. 100%. So tell me a little bit about, you know, the inspiring change through community now. How can we inspire change? How do we do it ourselves? How do we show other people to do the same thing? Yeah. So um, I love community. Anyone who's listening should probably have that sense by now. <laughs> um, the more that you can engage with people, the more people will engage with you back. And the reason I keep saying this over and over again is because what I want to see is I want to see people that have best friends in their life, six of them, seven of them, 10 of them, not just one. Right. Uh, every single time you go out to lunch, you should be going out to lunch with somebody you can't wait to see again every time. And the more often that you're doing that, 
go to the library with somebody you can't wait to see again. Go to the ice cream shop with someone you can't wait to see again. The more often that you're doing that, you're going to go from one to five best friends to 10, 15, 20, 100 best friends. And I'm not just throwing out big numbers to catch your attention. You really can have 100 people that can't wait to see you again. I mean, really, they can't wait. They're hitting you up. Hey, when are we going to go get ice cream again? I can't wait. And they mean it. When you have that in your life, go ahead. Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. I was just going to mention, you know, it's so important having that engagement in person as well, like not just online, but actually having that full experience in person, right? Yeah. When you have that in your life, um, there are going to be people where you see things happening in their life before they do, just like your customers might see things happening in your business before you do. You're going to see their health deteriorating. You're going to let them know that, hey, you look like you're dragging a little bit more than you usually are. Maybe you should go see a doctor. I've got a really amazing ND in my network. One of my really close friends, I go to coffee with her every Saturday. Maybe you should give her a call. That little tiny thing could be the difference between somebody deteriorating forever because they have nobody that cares enough to notice that. They have nobody that cares enough to say something to them about how Mm -hmm. their health isn't as good. Or maybe on the other side, you just joined an amazing running club and now you can't stop talking about it to all the hundred people that you can't wait to see again. And each and every one of them starts doing more active things in their life. Now in a very weird way, you just by recommending running have become part of the healthcare system. Right. It's crazy, hey? Like just making recommendations how much... That can shift things. Yeah. That's what I'd like to see. More people that are more inspired by the people in their life and inspired to inspire mm-hmm. the people in their life. A hundred percent. And I mean, it'll come back tenfold, right? <laughs> so Lucas, tell us a little bit about, and you've probably touched on this, but if you really don't want to dive in deep as to, you know, because I know after studying and documenting, documenting, mastering the dynamics of uh community. Tell me how you leverage to achieve certain goals mm. using commu- community or how do you how do you teach your clients this? I love that. Um, community, without giving it all away. <laughs> you know I, I don't I don't mind. I mean we, we we're keeping this conversation tight, but I don't mind. I want people to succeed. Um, community is the leverage. Um, the way that you build community um, is not just through engagement. So I've identified that there are six elements of community and all six must be in place. So while you're engaging, look for opportunities. And I'm going to tell you these six elements, look for opportunities to find these elements and to um, build depth and strength into them as they show up. The six elements are this, Um, as you build your community, you're going to start building a unique common language. So the first element is language. Um, The second one is purpose. We've all heard people talking about purpose. Uh, A community is not a community without a purpose. The third one is projects. So things that we actually go and do together in a sort of real way, we wanna actually show up and sweat side by side. The fourth one is value, not values, not principles, but value. And that's the value you receive from being a member of the community and the value you contribute to the community by your membership. 
Um, the fifth one is the social contract. So that's how we choose to behave in the presence of one another inside the community. And then the last one is, I call this common heart. And this is sort of the love of membership, the love of citizenship. Those are the Ooh. six elements. Thank you for letting us know those elements. Um, I think that's super important um, to really be able to impact others and, and leverage by doing this, right? Yeah. So Lucas, I wanted to ask you a little bit about your intentions behind the part of that today. Tell me about the community involved with that. So um, I, I'm working on a couple of really powerful communities right now, um, but uh, the, it's the podcast, right? 100%, yeah. Yeah. The, the elements of community podcast is um, is really the one that's sort of driving my heart forward. Um, the, you, you guys have heard the, the passion that I bring to this topic and, and the passion mm -hmm. that I have with it. Um, and so um, from my perspective, the Elements of Community podcast is really an opportunity to show or to, to, to highlight some stories like yours, Britt, um, where business, you know, business founders have been able to use community and the power of community to really skyrocket their business and looking at the ways that community has made their business successful so that other people around and me personally, Britt, I, I think that founders, business owners are actually the people that are best positioned to build and grow community. Um, and right. so that's sort of what I'm trying to do is share the story of that. Now, Lucas, why would you say, and, and it's not that I don't agree with you because I do agree with you, but why would you say specifically business owners and what whatnot are, are the best people to build the community or, you know, talk a little bit more about that if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, it's, it's sort of, to me, I, I try to look at the world from a perspective of where are the incentives. Um, and, you know, it, it, it sounds really transactional and I get that, but, but, but realistically, where are the incentives? And business owners are the people for whom the incentives are already most strongly aligned to build a powerful, engaged community because as that community becomes a powerful, engaged community, it's going to just by accident, I mean, the business owner is doing this in, on purpose, but the community will just by accident skyrocket the business. Right. They're going to spread the word. They're going to sell the products. They're going to love the business through their love of the business owner. A hundred percent. Now, would you say, and this reminds me of one of the books I've read before, Who Not How, you know, while building a community, you know, it's, it's all about who, you know, as well. Right. And we kind of touched on that earlier, but I don't know if you have any insights behind that. It's a, that's a fun question. Um, and who not, how is a great book. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, I come from two different positions on this. The first is okay. obviously your customer is the person who's going to be interested in your business and able to buy from you, right? So the, the who for you as a, as a customer perspective is going to be someone who can actually be a customer. And I think business owners make the mistake, and it is a mistake, of really only trying to engage with somebody who is a qualified prospect, someone who can 
and might buy from you. Here's the thing about community is somebody could fall in love with your business, your product, your service, or yourself, even if they have no intention of ever buying from you. And they could still become an enormous asset to your business as a referral partner because they love you. Right. It's huge. It's huge. Now, Lucas, you know, as a successful coach yourself, you know, I'd like to ask this question here and there in regards to any common traits that you might see that are common within other successful, hyper successful entrepreneurs or leaders, any common traits that you see with, with these successful people? Mm, I love that question. Uh, and, and we'll all assume already that my answer is community and I'll move beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> I love community though. Yeah. Um, I, every single person that's hyper successful that I've ever met or, or spent time speaking with every single one of them has a very well-defined morning routine. Um, it, it involves these three elements, every single one of them. They, they don't necessarily order in the same way, but they all do this. Um, so the first thing they do when they wake up is they meditate, um, read a nonfiction book and do some exercise. And those three move around. So, you know, it's, it's order nonspecific, but every one of them does those three things before they do anything else. It's 100. crazy to me how universally true that is among hyper successful people. Yeah. And I agree, you know, I implemented meditation a little while back as well. And the difference it's made is just crazy. And I, I don't know, what would you say, Lucas, you mentioned this is what, you know, successful leaders do. Do you have a certain routine you start your morning off with that really just, you know, sets the tone for the day that you'd like to share with us as well? I do. Um, so I read when I get up, first thing I do is read. Um, I read for about 20 minutes. Uh, and as soon as I'm done reading, I meditate. So I read first, then I meditate. Um, one of my best friends, uh, his name is uh, Dr. Chris. Uh, he meditates first and I tease him from time to time and lovingly and he, he, he teases me back that if I were to meditate first, I would fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> you might actually. Yeah. It's so yeah. calming and, you know, you're just in such a good mind space. You're just relaxed finally, but yeah. <laughs> continue. Sorry yeah. for cutting you off. So we, it's all good. We're, we're having a conversation too. So yeah. yeah. Um, he, he and I joke back and forth about that, but I, I read first and then I meditate and then I go for about a 20 minute long brisk walk. And so before I do anything else, when I wake up in the morning, I've spent 60 minutes doing things that build me up. Right. You know, and I see this quote and it's, um, you know, before you go work for someone, anyone else or, or, you know, start running your business as a CEO, start your day off by, by working on you, you know, so put that into yourself first, you know, and then the, the, it just makes such a difference, you know, whether it's with your relationships, whether it's with your, your business, your job, whatever it is, if you work on yourself, you know, it's, it's huge. And it's so important to get that in your routine. I feel like if I don't do that every day, my day is flipped upside down. Ooh. We don't want that. <laughs> we don't want that. We don't want that. You guys. So 
even if it's just like a 20 minute morning routine, just something to get you to set the tone for the day, whether it's meditation, a little walk, maybe it's going to the gym or reading a book or a little bit of every, all of that. It it truly makes a little bit of a difference for sure. And then it makes powerful differences down the road. It's huge. It really Mm -hmm. is. Yeah. I love it. Now, Lucas, I wanted to give you the last three minutes here to, you know, if there's anything you'd like to talk about in regards to your coaching and what you help your clients with, if you, if you want to leave us with any bits and pieces that we didn't talk about earlier or anything that you have on the go, um, coming up, this would be the best time to do that as well as what, let us know the best way to connect with you. If there's anyone looking to reach out. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Best way to find me is uh, I'm, I'm very active on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Luke Root, L-U-C-R-O-O-T. Um, great way to find me there. Uh, I, I, uh, my, from a coaching perspective, I work with speakers, authors, entrepreneurs um, who know that they need community to succeed. Uh, speakers and authors, for, for very good and obvious reasons, um, fall into this category. Uh, and they also know that it's not their zone of genius. And so typically they'll end up working with somebody and, uh, and I'm, I'm the guy. <laughs> um, so speakers, authors, uh, coaches, entrepreneurs who know they need community to succeed and it's not their zone of genius. Um, and I'm just in the process of finishing up a book. Uh, and I will, I, I always title things at the end, which annoys me because your first question should be, what's the title going to be? And I, you know, I, I haven't titled it yet, but it will be a deep dive into the six elements of community, which you've just heard um, in, in really excellent detail um, with stories and anecdotes uh, from my own life and from the lives of some of my clients who have agreed to share, um, looking at how to build out and implement the elements of community in real life. Incredible. Lucas, thank you so much for taking the time of your day once again to come on my show and add so much value. I mean, community is huge and I'm really happy we hyper-focused on that today in this episode. Uh, I truly appreciate it and I, I cannot wait to see where, you know, everything goes with your podcast and the book and everything else going on for you. Thank you so much, Britt. It's been a delightful conversation. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Lucas Root did today to talk about the business, talk about what you're passionate about, what you do and your podcast, even talk about the challenges along the way, please go to top100interview.com. I'd love to have you on as well. Thanks, guys. Catch you on the next one. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition 
without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.